0: That would not be the theme song for Richard Sherman, but it is for Alex Sherman, Bloomberg Markets uh, M&A reporter, Bloomberg News m reporter, uh, who's done a lot of work in the Sprint uh, deal, Sprint looking again and still at T-Mobile. Alex, we're just saying that we'd rather talk to you than Richard Sherman.
1: Oh, no. You'd rather talk to Richard Sherman. I'd rather on, have please. the two
0: of you talk to each other and go 49ers versus Seahawks.
1: Oh, my God. That would be that would be a dream come true. Richard Sherman, a very smart guy, but do not agree with him on his football
0: To priorities. quote Richard Sherman about Richard Sherman, I'm intelligent enough and capable enough to understand that you're an ignorant, pompous, egotistical cretin. But... I digress. Uh, speaking of dreams, long-held dreams, um, uh, Matsu's son is not giving up. The Sprint CEO on uh, SoftBank CEO on uh, his dream of putting Sprint and T-Mobile together.
1: No, he is trying every option he has here. He is doing multiple things at the same time, really trying to come up with any sort of deal with the realization that Sprint, as people know Sprint today, is probably uh, not well-positioned for the next, let's say, five years or so. Uh, So he is trying multiple different uh, avenues here. One is, of course, the long-rumored deal of merging with T-Mobile. My colleague Scott Moritz and I putting out a story late last night saying that Sprint and T-Mobile have resumed talks. About a potential merger, of course. Back in 2014, Masayoshi Son wanted to merge with T-Mobile, buy T-Mobile, and regulators and the Obama administration told him, "Don't even try. We won't allow this deal." In a Trump administration, we still don't know exactly whether or not that deal would go through. But the dynamics around the deal have changed. T-Mobile is about twice the size of Sprint from a market cap perspective, and also larger from an enterprise value perspective. So Deutsche Telekom, who owns, let's let's say, about two thirds of T. Mobile, would actually be the buyer now in that situation uh, and control that combined company if a deal were to happen. Simultaneously, Masayoshi Son, whose SoftBank owns 80% or so plus of Sprint, uh, is, is potentially uh, going to try to put out an offer to buy charter communications the second largest us cable company that would be an enormous deal if in fact he goes ahead and uses softbank stock and a whole bunch of debt to try to do that let's say about a 150 billion dollar deal or so if you put a sizable premium onto where charter is trading today so that also is an option for him uh, but he's he you know I think that over the next few weeks we'll have more clarity uh, which way he wants to proceed I mean, just looking at what Sprint has been doing, you know, they offered a year of free service to uh, Verizon defectors, but it's still, we heard during their earnings, lost uh, almost 40,000 customers. I mean, Alex, it seems like Sprint faces a lot of challenges. What are, I mean, one, I mean, it seems like that would probably deter anyone from uh, uh being able to offload Sprint onto them, but it seems like problems are bigger than just you know sticking it with another company and and uh, thinking that will solve the issues. Sprint's problems have been going back many years now. It has lost a lot of money for many years in a row. Ironically, if a deal does come together with Charter, uh, that may be a reason why it comes together because. Charter's largest shareholder is a gentleman named John Malone, who's one of the wealthiest men in the world. Uh, His Liberty Media owns about 35% of Charter. He loves net operating losses, and Sprint has a ton of them, because they have lost so much money over the past let's say, five years or so, they have $19 billion of NOLs, which can be used as a tax shield. And it might be one of the reasons, uh, if a deal does come together, that Malone is somewhat interested in Sprint, because it has done so poorly. But the Sprint play here, the reason that Masayoshi Son may have some confidence that a deal can come together, uh, does not have to do with the here and now. It has to do with Sprint in a 5G world, where Sprint owns certain spectrum assets, wireless airwaves that may be be very valuable in the next generation uh, of wireless technology. We really don't know exactly what that will look like, so it's sort of a guess. But Sprint owns a lot of Spectrum and is very well-positioned from a Spectrum standpoint. And that's sort of the offering. It's don't look at today's Sprint, look at the theoretical tomorrow Sprint. And if you combine that either with T-Mobile or Charter, uh, you know, Sprint could be well-positioned five years from now, but it's not going to be well-positioned as a standalone entity.
0: And just quick here, uh, 30 seconds or so, Alex, I mean, how is the position of, of Sprint's debt affecting this?
1: Well, a combined SoftBank charter acquisition would just have so much debt on it. I mean, we reported last week that SoftBank is planning on raising $65 billion of debt for that acquisition. Charter has a lot of debt, plus you add on the $40 billion or so uh, that Sprint has on it, and that combined company uh, may be so full of debt, that it will prevent Charter from saying yes to this. And our sources have all along said Charter is very cool to the idea of doing a deal with SoftBank, even if they're the ones that are acquired. Of course, look, you throw out a high enough price, and, if, and the board has a fiduciary obligation to really look hard at it. And from all accounts, Charter's board is looking hard at that now, even though SoftBank has not put forth a formal offer yet. But you can expect that if that Let's Charter's trading at about $385 a share. If, in fact, SoftBank throws out a number of $500 a share or more, Charter would at least have to look at it, even though that company would be full of debt.
0: Alex Sherman from Bloomberg News. Thanks a lot.